Welcome back. Hour number four, Bill Michaels show. The show has flown by today. What is going on? Something in the air? It's the last day before Thanksgiving. There's so much to talk about. That certainly makes the show go by quickly. Little Badger basketball, little Marquette earlier on in the show. We've been talking Bucks throughout as we get a little bit of a clearer picture of who will be available for Bucks Celtics tonight. Marjan Beauchamp, Damian Lillard, and others clear to go. Awesome, transparent, something that Coach Bud really wasn't with injuries, which, you know, that's, that does not, I think, hurt the team's chances of winning. You know, being being sneaky about injuries. It's just nice when fans know. You know, it's nice when fans know earlier who's going to play in a certain game. We've obviously been talking Packers as well, Packers-Lions. What do you want to see tomorrow? What are you hoping for? If you could put together a little to-do list of, of things that you'd like to see from the Packers tomorrow. It might mean getting a win, right? Maybe you need to see them beat an elite team before the season is over. Maybe you think the Packers need to beat one of the Lions or the Chiefs the next couple weeks. Okay, let's talk about that. Maybe there's a player that you're thinking, I, I need to see this guy bust out. I need to see this guy have a performance. I need to see this coach or this coordinator have a performance. What do you want to see? Let's talk about it. Packers lines tomorrow at 1130. Mike Clemens will be here at 130. About a half hour away to talk. Give us the latest. He's en route to Detroit. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the program, The Bill Michaels Show. Who's this? Hey, Grant. This is Steve. How are you? Steve, I'm doing well. How about you today? I'm doing well as as well, I guess. Thank you for asking. Nice. So, well, of course. what I would like to see tomorrow, I, the continuance of Jordan finding his open guys and them not making it be all about Christian Watson. That's what I want to see. I want to see them continually spreading the ball out to other playmakers and trying to get Tucker Craft involved because I don't know about you guys, but just because Tucker Craft was able to do that in college, I wasn't necessarily expecting him to have that same speed or look as quick in the NFL. That that happens frequently, guys. Look way better against yeah. a bunch of guys. So it'd be nice to see them get him involved with Musgrave going down. That's just another piece that you can give Jordan as a safety blanket. Because with A.J. Dillon being the main running back, I don't believe they're going to do very well with the run, especially I think you said Detroit was the second best run Defense? Yes, that's what Charge said. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, really, I just want to see Matt LaFleur continue. He had some better play calls. Um, he's got to continue to make plays easy for Jordan. Let's get Jordan confident. Let's have him swing the ball a little more and make them easy passes. I think, I truly believe, I, and maybe it's just me with Detroit, I think Detroit has had an easier season when they got to beat the Chiefs. It was the first game of the year. They haven't been. I haven't been blown away by Detroit, I guess, is the best way to put it. Mm. They're playing well. They're doing well. I don't think the Packers are necessarily going to beat them, but I also don't think the Lions are a juggernaut. I think they're every team is beatable this year, and it'd be awesome for the Packers to do it. But I'm sure you have other people calling, Grant. <laughs> Thank you for giving me some time. Of course. I hope everybody listening has a wonderful Thanksgiving. Thank you, Steve. You as well. I appreciate the call. Thanks for the time. Thanks for coming on and talking Packers-Lions with us. That's that's a pro's pro call right there. Holy smokes. Get on, say hello, deliver your points, leave them wanting more. Tucker Craft is a point that I hadn't thought about. You know, with Luke Musgrave down, Josiah DeGuar, Josiah DeGuar doesn't need to play again this year. And I am not the, oh, I don't want, I, take away his snaps, cut him, get, get him off the team. I, I'm not that guy. You know, a guy has a bad game. Like, I've been as patient as anyone with Christian Watson this year, mostly because it's a rebuilding year. That's what this year is for. This year is not a proving ground for Josiah DeGuara. 
All right. This is not a space for him to get in there and get reps and, and figure it out. He's had years. Okay. I don't need to see any more Josiah DeGuara. And I don't think that's me being overly boisterous or overly critical of a player. Like I listen to Annie Herman and I listen to Aaron Nagler, like people who are smart and very factual about the Packers. I think Herman maybe even more than Nagler and Aaron Nagler's very good. But Andy Herman is, if Andy Herman says something, it's reasonable. Like I don't think Andy Herman is not, he is a fan, but he's not a fanatic, even though fan is short for fanatic, which we often forget. When Andy Herman on his postgame show was talking about, like, I don't understand why Josiah DeGuara is still here. He's not a good pass catcher. He's not a good fullback, which is mostly what the Packers ask him to do. What does he do? Why is he here? Don't play him, even if he's healthy this weekend. Play Tucker Craft. And if Tucker Craft goes out there and struggles, fine. At least it's productive struggle, unlike what we're doing with Josiah DeGuara, which I'm not really sure what we're still doing. I would like to see a little bit more Lucas Van Ness. You know, for Sean Gary's a little banged up or Preston Smith on a short week veteran. Let's get the rookie in there. Let's see what he's got. And the number one thing I'm looking forward to tomorrow and 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 hoping for is a Christian Watson breakout game. If Wicks isn't going, Musgrave isn't going, let's see Christian Watson open it up in an inside controlled environment, fast on the turf. Let's see a big game. And I, I don't think that means I don't want them to spam 10 targets his way. I want him to get open and put himself in situations where the ball is going to come to him and then make plays when he gets the ball. I want to see Christian Watson have his first good to great game of the season tomorrow. I think things are lined up for him to do that. Fingers crossed. I hope that we see it. But Tucker Craft, Steve, awesome point as well. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. Who's this? Hey, Grant. It's Clem Headmike. Oh, Clem Headmike. How are you doing today? Great. How are you? Doing good. I'm doing a lot better now that I've heard your voice. I was hoping we'd get a call from you today at some point. Thanks. I, I, I haven't had a chance to talk to you since last Wednesday. It's been a while. Um, You're a busy man, though. Yeah. I think on, on Friday, uh, I called around 20 to 5, and I, I held through some callers and threw a couple breaks, and then Mike Clemens came on. I said, I, I've had that happen before, and I wonder if there's something on your phone system where it doesn't show maybe one of your uh, hold lights mm-hmm. not working or something. Anyway, no big deal. But um, I've got two thoughts about... I wanted to bring up something about last week's game. The Chargers' first drive, um, third and four, they they had a 10-yard penalty for holding, and LaFleur declined it. Mm-hmm. So it was, instead of being third and 14, it was fourth and four, and then that's when, uh, I can't remember his last name, the, the, uh, Allen? Yo, Keenan Allen? I, yeah. Or, yeah, you know, he dropped he dropped a pass. Otherwise, it was fourth and four, and they would have had an easy first down, maybe even a touchdown. Why? I'm surprised he didn't set him back ten yards. To me, that was a bad coaching decision. That was just kind of typical. He, whatever, what he, I think what he should have done was taken the ten yards in that situation. But anyway, bad, well, especially bad especially Mike against Brandon Staley, who's known to go for it. So even if you get the stop yeah. on third and four, knowing your opponent, knowing your enemy, Art of War by Sun Tzu here, like he's probably going to go for it. So back him up yeah. and try to put him in a position where he doesn't have the option to go for it, force him to punt or force him to kick. Yeah. You may be the only talk show host in history that's ever used the Art of War by Sun Tzu. I've, I've read parts of that. A very good green. I, I actually <laughs> don't know if that's in the Art of War. It just sounded like it probably – like know your opponent is, is probably somewhere in that book. Yeah. That seems like, like it's important. Ang- anger is a weapon only – only uh, for your opponent, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's another possibility the Packers could just forfeit tomorrow and let all their players heal and they could celebrate Thanksgiving with their families. <laughs> Ticket buyers would be pissed, and I think people at home expecting a game to be on TV. Let's just get three hours of Jack Harlow. He's the halftime performer. Who says no? Yeah. 
No, I, I'm just kidding. I actually actually think the Packers will do fairly well tomorrow. I, I and as far as Deguara, isn't he a fairly decent blocker? I'm trying to remember. I just can't keep track of all these. Because um, you know the Packers have had a history of drafting and using receivers as blockers, and they've always done pretty well. Their um, wide receivers can block. Christian Watson and Malik yeah. Heath was doing work in, in the blocking and, game on Sunday. Josiah yeah. Deguara is a poor blocker, and they use him oh. in as a, as a fullback. You know, going side to side, laying down yeah. blocks. He's just not good at it. Musgrave seems to be. He's, he's had some good blocks this year. Been, he's um, willing to block. Yeah, he's yeah. more of a receiving tight end. But like, even with Jimmy Graham, they're like, we need you to at least try and 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 be a participant in the blocking game. And I can say that Luke Musgrave is, I, I think, acquitted himself nicely blocking. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, I think last week, um, Jay uh, Dillon, I think his best uh, his strength is receiving out of the backfield. He he did pretty well a couple times, and that's he's not a, he's not doing great from you know uh, the running standpoint, but. Uh, catching the ball out of the backfield, I think, is that's his strong point. Maybe they're going to have to do more of that because their running game is just going to stink. Their running game has stunk most of the year, even when they're all healthy, and even against bad rushing defenses. This week they're banged up, and they're going against Detroit, which is really stout against the run. Yeah, and I think the Packers' problem with the run is they're not willing to seal the edge because sacks equal contracts and I think everybody wants to crash in on the quarterback and they're they're leaving the edges wide open. They're I, down I, linemen. Those defensive ends, those damned down yeah. linemen Mike Mike uh Mike and Chip. I almost called you Mike Clemens for a sec. Clemhead Mike. They <laughs> crash. They crash guys. That's all they do off the end. They crash. Yes. yes, they and stealing the edge has been a problem for the last two or three years. It's just like God, you're letting guys run outside. There's no way there. I feel like Ugh. it's been a problem for my entire life. This team can't stop the run. They can't they can't set an edge, no. Mike. They've never been able to do it. But they want sacks. So you see, watch tomorrow. See if they crash on the inside and leaving the ends wide open. It's very frustrating. Well, I I love your Packers takes. You got any special plans for Thanksgiving before I let you go? Uh, Going to the niece's house tomorrow, and um, yeah, it'll be fun. I'll just I'll probably watch the Packer game. Then we're going to go over there. So I want to have all these people screaming, you know, because they probably won't even have the game on. Yeah, some Thanksgiving that is. Well, enjoy time with family, Mike, all the grandkids and the grandnieces and nephews. We'll talk soon. Blessed Thanksgiving. Talk to you later. Yeah, that's Clumhead Mike. Mike up in Chippewa Falls listening on our Eau Claire affiliate, WAYY. Got a little dose of WAYY yesterday. A little bit of the captain, Dan Casper, who's out at Hy-Vee handing out turkeys to everybody. He's like, hold on, I got to call Bill's show real quick. I got to contribute to the show, and then I'll go back to handing out turkey. I love that. Appreciated Dan's time yesterday, and Mike, appreciate you listening always on WAYY Sports Talk 1051. 608-321-1670. It's the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome. Who's this? Grant, I hope you are well. Oh, Bubba. Over there in Warren's in Cranberry Country. I'm well. How are you? I am well as 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 well. As well? Okay. I don't know how to I don't know what to say there. Anyways, uh I'd like to see Patrick Taylor get some decent runs tomorrow. Why not? Might as well. That would be get, get him going and try to stop that Hutchinson fellow from Absolutely wearing the 10 on his jersey. Yeah. Could we just uh, keep, because it was a disaster the first time they played. If we could prevent the Detroit Lions pass rush from exploding the game before it even starts, that would be a win. Yeah, and if we can get Jordan Love to not make their uh, linebacker look like the next all-star, that would be good too. Yeah. He had like two picks that day. Yeah, if we could maybe not do that. Just, just, just be yeah. prepared. They didn't look ready the last time that these teams played also on a Thursday night. Uh, which is yeah. a coincidence, but like they didn't look ready from the opening jump. Not on the offensive line, the defensive line. They weren't ready. You got to be ready tomorrow. 
for sure. And then uh, the Badgers the other night, great defense, the basketball game. Holy cow. Well, they, I Absolutely think it was the the first time that they held a, a top 25 opponent to a score that low, which take that with a grain of salt because it's Virginia and Virginia doesn't play offense. Tony Bennett doesn't play offense, but still absolutely. You're correct. Yes. Lexi Crowell. Hopefully he does a little better this year. Uh, you made a good point earlier this week or last week, maybe that you just don't see these guys growing and advancing like you'd think they should. Yeah. So maybe they'll take this opportunity to, uh, uh, to advance. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Bucks, uh tonight? What, what do you think they'll do? How do you think they'll do? I just want it to be a great game. If the Celtics blow them out, then we're going to – and everyone's going to be drawing conclusions, and it's, it's going to be lame. And I'm glad, by the way, I'm glad that I don't have to be on the air tomorrow because reacting to whatever's going to happen in this Bucks game tonight <laughs> with Bucks fans would be he- would be hellish. I would I would hate it because it's going to be way – it's going to be overreactions. It's going to be really toxic. It's – it's going to be a, a basketball game between two elite teams that plan to be in the mix at the end of the year. Right now, these two teams are in very different places. Can you imagine if they played Thursday with the Packers and they both lost what Friday show would be like? Oh, my goodness. The, no, the I, always say, I always say you never miss a Friday show, but I would consider missing that Friday show. Me, personally, I would consider <laughs> missing. I would. Just run a best of <laughs> Yeah, which is conveniently what I'm doing tomorrow and and Friday. And let me get out ahead of this. I am running a best of Thursday and Friday. It might be the same best of. This is you. You tell me, Bubba. Everyone gets in my butt on Twitter. Oh, you're running a best of tonight. I'm taking a vac. It's my day off. Do you want me to pre-record a, a fully unique show? Well, then it's not my day off anymore. I'm just doing that day's work early. That's not a day off. That's two days of work crammed into one. That's no. No, I will not feel bad, and I will not be guilted into running a best of four to six. I won't have it. You work. You work hard enough to you could get a couple of days off. Nah, I don't know that I work that hard, but I, yeah, come we're, on, I, we're I full, be able to take a vacation. We're hey, flying out is, for Florida. Is, is Warren's before I let you go, Bubba? Because you're in cranberry country. Is this a big time of year? Everyone's buying cranberry sauces. Is, is this a big time of year for you guys in your corner of the state? Yes, because most of the people are done packaging right now and they're shipping out. I'll be 100% honest with you, Bubba. I don't think you really live in... I am I'm, I'm 99% sure your name is not Bubba, and I'm like 70% sure that you don't actually live in Warren's. I think this is all a bit, Ooh. but I like it. That's, I like having a caller from Warren's, so I'm going to keep going along with this. That, that's a tough one, because I'm a true Warren's person, but really, if it, if it helps to show, if it helps to show, then uh, we'll take care of that. All right. Well, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Are you celebrating in Warren's? Uh, nope, we are going to Florida. Oh, yeah, you said that. Yeah, you said that. I'm sorry, Bubba. Yep. Well, it's safe travels. Enjoy the holiday. I'm thankful Thank you. for you and your calls, Bubba. Thank you. Same. Have a great show. Yeah, you as well. Bubba in Warren. I, come on. That guy's not real. That guy can't. I, again, I want to believe that Bubba is, is truly in Warren's because that is an underrepresented part of the state. You know, every everybody. I sound like, sound like. Sound like such a, a cowherd. But Colin, everybody in the United States says that we only focus what's on the coasts, California and New York, and everything in between is flyover country. And the state of Wisconsin often gets the same treatment. If you're not in Madison or Milwaukee, or you're not up in Eau Claire or La Crosse, everything in the middle is just irrelevant. doesn't matter. And I don't feel that way. So, Bubba, I, I love that you're in what I just, it seems a little too on the nose. I, I I don't know. One more call, then we're going to take a break into Mike Clemens. 608-321-1670. Bill Michael Show, who's this? Hello, hello? All right. Well, we'll move on. Three minutes, we're going to come back, tie up some loose ends, and then the rest of the show, the closer will be here. 
Mike Clemens. Looking forward to that. Three minutes and we're back. It's the Bill Michaels Show. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy-efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Welcome back. It's the Bill Michaels Show. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. I got dinner at Quick Trip last night. I got breakfast at Quick Trip this morning, and my lunch that's in the freezer right now, or the fridge, uh, was also purchased at Quick Trip. This week, I just said I'm not going grocery shopping because I'm leaving town, skipping town tonight for the rest of the week and the rest of the weekend. What am I supposed to do? Buy fresh produce? Buy fresh meat? Buy groceries? Ah, heck no. So I've been letting uh, letting our friends at Quick Trip cook for basically every meal. I could probably bother myself to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and, and pack it bring it to work. But if I'm already stopping at Quick Trip in the morning, I might might as well. We appreciate our friends at Quick Trip. Friends of the show. And I, I do not envy Bill being on the East Coast. What do they have out there? Wawa or whatever they have. And Ben Kenny's always trying to tell me that Quick Trip's overrated and whatever Philadelphia version of that is better. All right, Ben. Go ahead. You cook. Uh, you also like watching Iowa and Nebraska football. So, you know, matter of taste. I guess. Good taste versus bad taste. We have some Packers injury updates. Luke Musgrave going on injured reserve, which sucks. Emmanuel Wilson going on injured reserve as well. And I saw a couple of roster moves. They signed wide receiver Bo Melton and running back James Robinson from the practice squad to the active roster. So I would imagine James Robinson is active tomorrow. Could be wrong. They also elevated Henry Pearson uh, for the game, that's their fullback. So he'll be active for the game day, uh, for game day tomorrow. I don't see any reason to have Josiah DeGuar on the field. Give me Tucker Craft. Give me Henry Pearson playing fullback. It's it's far, I don't need Josiah DeGuar. I do, we were talking about this a couple minutes ago, right before we spoke with uh, Bubba in Cranberry Country, Bubba in Warrens. Um, I I don't need any Josiah DeGuar. It's fine. Uh, just to not miss any roster moves here. Luke Musgrave on IR. With a lacerated kidney, Emmanuel Wilson, dislocated shoulder, uh, Bo Melton, they moved up. I wonder what uh, Grant DuBose is up to, the guy they had. I always, during training camp, uh, Bo Melton, Dontavian Wicks, and Grant DuBose were all the same people in my world. I was like, hey, when we get to the season, I will learn more about these individuals. All the names sound too familiar. They sound too similar. It's like, I can't I can't differentiate between these guys. But now we're to the point where Bo Melton is back. Dontavian Wicks not playing tomorrow with a concussion. 
Just want to make sure I didn't miss any. Oh, and also in breaking news, Daryl Hall secures a restraining order against John Oates uh, and will uh, pursue further legal action. Also, according to Billboard, no, Travis Kelsey will not be spending Thanksgiving with Taylor Swift. So just as I glance at Twitter, that's the... (laughs) That's the information you need. Packers roster moves, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, and also Hall quite literally suing Oates. Nothing you can still believe in in the year in the year 2023. I can't believe that Luke Musgrave lacerated his kidney in the game against the Chargers, played the rest of the game, and then showed up to practice the next day, and then yesterday or Monday was like, I think something something is afoot here. Can I, maybe something internal, I don't know, maybe one of my organs is like cut, lacerated, maybe some internal bleeding. I don't know, I'm a, I'm a tight end. I'm tougher than nails, who knows? It's a bummer they will not have him tomorrow. All the more reason for Christian Watson to get gassed up. Christian Watson, I'm patient. Look, I am Mr. Patient. I was listening to Rob Reichel, who joined our morning show, friend of the show, Rob Reichel, wrote a lot of Packers books, writes for Forbes, Really good voice on the Packers. Love when he comes on this show and loves when he come on, on my show, 4 to 6. This morning, he was kind of speaking in in not certainties, but in, in increasing certainty about what we think Christian Watson can or can't be. And, and he was hinting at the idea that the Packers probably wanted and hoped that Christian Watson could be wide receiver one. That's why they drafted him where he did. And, and he was supposed to be wide receiver one, leading the charge with all of these other pieces around him. I'm still not convinced that he can't be that guy. Devontae Adams was a much more polished player. He was a much more polished prospect coming into the league than Watson. And Devontae Adams had a nightmare year two. Way worse than the year Christian Watson's having right now. Like Christian Watson's, he's, he's vibing. He's getting it when he can. He got a touchdown last week. Like, he's existing. It's not like he's actively been terrible. It just hasn't really worked all that well. We've seen wide receivers have flashes as rookies and then have a sophomore slump and then bounce back. Devontae Adams, again, the most notable example. I'm not giving up on Christian Watson, mostly because I don't have to. He's not coming up on the end of his contract. The Packers don't need to make a roster decision. It's not like Christian Watson is taking reps away from anyone else. Unless you think Malik Heath or Samari Toure being cooked and screwed out of snaps and reps that they deserve, I do not feel that way. I'm not giving up on Christian Watson, neither should you, because we don't have to. We don't have to. There's what, six games left, seven games left? That's an eternity for a player like Christian Watson who's played just over 20 career games so far. So I, I tomorrow is a day where I, I don't want to say I'm expecting big things from Christian Watson. I would really like to see him rise to the occasion and, and help be a cog in the offense and be a contributing piece in the Packers scoring some points and and. and actually being a, a functional, additive part of the offense tomorrow without Wicks, without Musgrave. Jaden Reed has a, he has a something, and we'll talk with Mike Clemens about this coming up. Uh, again, I want to make sure I'm not missing any of this. And and Mike Clemens is driving, so I will give him the latest, and we can react together when he joins us coming up next. We'll be back. Let's take our break now. We'll get Mike Clemens on the horn. Five minutes, and we're back. It's the Bill Michael Show. Mike Clemens next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You know, we just talked in the locker room, you know, being on the wrong end of uh, a lot of those games in the past. So to get a dub and, and pull out a, a, a close game like this, it feels great. Motion across from Wicks. Love. Watson. Open. Watson. Got it. Touchdown, Packers. That's the power of love. 
the Bill Michaels Show. Welcome back. Getting ready for Packers-Lions tomorrow. I love a little Huey Lewis. Selfishly, always love Huey Lewis. Mike Clemens joining us now. He's brought to you, brought to us. Uh, selfishly, I enjoy having Mike on just as much as you guys. He's brought to us by the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable, and it's just down the road from Lambeau. So you have a place to crash before or after the game or when you're in town for one thing or another. It's perfect for families, and the Bay Family Restaurant features home-style cooking seven days a week. I'm sure Mike could tell us all about the Bay Family Restaurant. Give him a call, 920-494-3441, or reserve or ask questions. Go online, baymotelgreenbay.com. However, Mike, you are straying from the comforts of the Bay Motel. You're en route to Detroit. How's the travel going so far? Just getting started. Uh, filled up on some quick trip gas because it's the best deal in Green Bay and uh, now looking at a lovely six or seven hour drive. But you heard from Jordan Love there. And I, I said this, hey, they may have lost this game, but I said this from the, the stadium in Pittsburgh. The guy took another step up and he has. He had a week after week, despite some losses, despite some uh, interceptions. There's other parts of the game was like, that looks good. The timing, looking, uh, and the decision making. Just, you know, being more confident of where his number one is before the snap, then when he's into the play and he plants his feet and if he's getting enough protection, if the one is covered, he looks off and you can see he's taking a look at two and three before he goes to the check down. And I asked him about, you know, improving his decision making as a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, you always got to be as a quarterback, you got to be, you know, conscious of the rush. Um, just knowing that you gotta, you can't just sit back there all day. So you gotta get the ball out at some point. But you know, it's just same thing. Going through your reads, being quick through your reads, being decisive, and knowing where your checkdowns are when you get a little pressure. He's gonna need to be very decisive, uh, very intentional with what he does tomorrow. Detroit's pass rush ate this team up a couple weeks ago on Thursday Night Football, and tomorrow they're gonna be without Wicks. They're gonna be without Luke Musgrave, who was just placed on IR. They've signed Bo Melton and James Robinson to the active roster, Emmanuel Wilson on IR as well. They also elevated Henry Pearson, the fullback, and Benny Sapp, the third. So there's going to be moving pieces and moving pieces against a team that really got after Jordan Love last time they played, Mike. Yeah, um, and then, you know, you've got the situation uh, with the tight end, which was a surprise to us. You know, you, got a, you, you know Aaron Jones has got an MCL. He was in a lot of pain. I also think it was an emotional thing because he wondered, oh, my God, is this an ACL? You know, yeah. Am I done or for the next year? Uh, but then we're talking to LaFleur last night, and uh, the injury report had just come out, and it popped up with Luke Musgrave, tight end for the Packers, and abdomen. What was all that? And here's what LaFleur said. Yeah, he's got a pretty significant injury. So, um you know, I think it just speaks to the, his toughness because he did. Wow, that was interesting. Was that Taylor Swift? Okay, good, good one, Wildy. All right. Um, yeah, where were we? Yeah, um, he didn't say anything all game, and then um, you know, he something came up, and he. He called Flea, and, uh, you know, he's been in the hospital. So, I mean, it's been pretty significant. It just, this kid is as tough as they come, and I think that was pretty evident when coming out of that Denver game when he hurt his ankle. And, I mean, he was 
battling to get back in that game and wasn't happy when they weren't letting him back in. A Hall of Fame soundbite, Mike. We're talking about a player that lacerated his kidney, finished the game, is in the hospital, and of course the answer, the, the comment from Matt LaFleur is interrupted by Jason Wilby's phone playing t- Taylor Swift. Because of course... Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a special moment. It was a special moment. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the life of a practice squad guy. And no one has gone through that Mary Garon more than Patrick Taylor, guy who made the team, has been there for two years. And once again, this year, it's like, you know, I guess they feel he's just not one step fast enough, which is why they kept Emmanuel Wilson, the undrafted kid from a, a small university in Georgia, because of his breakout speed. Yeah. And Patrick Taylor, like three times, he'd be on the practice squad, they'd bring him up, he'd play a game or two, because they'd be short at some position, they'd need help on special teams. Then they release him. Then he'd have to go all the way back around and go through the practice squad and get called up. And then he got released again. And it, he said that it hurt. And so then he got picked up by the Patriots. He's on their practice squad. Russ Ball called his agent uh, the, as soon as Aaron Jones was carted off the field. And so we asked Patrick, now that he's back in the Packers locker room, a couple of lockers away from Jordan Love. So how did you, how did you find out about this? Chris, my, my agent, he he called me, but he got a call from Russ. Oh, really? That's still in store. So what are you doing right now in terms of where you're staying and things? Like that? Uh, so I recently called Movers. That's who I was on the phone with not too long ago. Um, so after after we get out of here around like 3:15, 3:30, uh, I'm going over to meet them at the, the U-Haul place, <laughs> pick up my stuff and bring it back to my house here. Um, I felt like I, I, I had left on a bad note. Um, I didn't really leave, but I'm excited for the opportunity that I get here moving forward. I think I always tell myself this, you're just an opportunity away um, from being a force in this league. Just going out there and playing the game that I've been playing for 21 years. Um, and have fun with it. Did AJ say anything to you at all? Uh, AJ texted me Sunday night. He was like, see you soon. <laughs> um, so that was pretty funny. The man sounds tired, Mike. You, you didn't offer him a, a spare bed at the Bay Motel? He could crash until he got settled in. Did you invite him back to the Bay Motel? I, You know, when you talk to these NFL players, big, tall dudes, you figure the money's just rolling in. Actually, he's going to make two seventy-seven this year, yeah. and he's because he's going to get he's going to be on the roster. He's going to get roster checks, not practice squad checks, over the next three years. But that's that's an excellent idea. Well, and and, and uh, he's got an opportunity now with injuries, but it comes against this stellar defensive front. I, I mean, he's he's out of the frying pan and into the fire now against this Detroit front. That's not an easy get for him. It's not an easy call tomorrow. So here's, it's the Detroit Lions, man. Yeah. I mean, I heard some guys on in the background in the newsroom talking about you know don't don't the, the Lions have got kind of an easy schedule it's going to be tough for the Eagles I mean the Lions could turn out to be the the number one seed in the NFC when this thing's all over I'm yep. like how did that happen how did that happen so I looked up the numbers and I was talking a little floor about this and we played that last night in your show how um in 2008 since LaFleur got into the NFL the Lions have only had a 500 season, above 500, five times. In 2008, they went on 16, yeah. on 16, and the guy who happened to be a part of that team was Joe Barry. And they don't have Matthew Stafford anymore. I mean, how are they? And, and you know, you talk about their organization. 
you know, they had a change in terms of the actual owner, Sheila Forham. She's like fourth generation. Dan Campbell, I mean, big change there with him as a head coach. Ben Johnson is the uh, offensive coordinator. Mark Brunel is their quarterback coach, helping out Jared Goff. Antoine Randall L is with the receivers. You know, you've heard all these guys. Yep. Defensive coordinators Aaron Glenn, Dre Bly with the corners, John Dorsey, 20 years of the Packers personnel down with the Chiefs. He's now their top senior guy looking for, for new talent. So I asked Joe Barry about this. How did the Lions get so good? I mean, I, th- I think there's, there's a ton of factors. I mean, there really is. Uh, got a ton of respect for their head coach. Um, they, have a, they have a bunch of good players. They really do. But I, I've stood up here. I, I went to a Super Bowl with another team with, with the quarterback. You know, when you're talking about elite quarterbacks in this league, I've always thought Jared Goff is an elite quarterback. I, I, I witnessed it firsthand being on the team with him and, and what he did for us in L.A. So, um, but I think there's a lot of factors. Anytime you have a, you know, a turnaround, you know, organizationally, I don't, I don't think you can ever just say it's one thing or one person. I think it's a group of people, but Jared Goff is at the top of it. There's a lot of respect. It's interesting because he was scapegoated, basically. I mean, I, I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm exaggerating when I say he was scapegoated in L.A. for shortcomings. Uh, after a while with Matt LaFleur and the, or Matt uh, uh, Sean McVay. And then they switch him out for J- uh, for Stafford. and But he's got those elite passing traits. Like, you could see why he was the number one pick. Not the most athletic. Maybe can't create in space like other guys. But as a pure passer, I, I see why he has the respect of so many people and so many coaches, Mike. And at least to that whole dramatic scene, you know, that uh, the Lions want to move on. Uh, that Sean McVay, head coach of the Rams, just happens to be at a little Caribbean resort yep. <laughs> over the holidays. And he just happens to run into Matt Stafford. Oh, you know, they just happen to have a couple cocktails and talk things over. Well, Matt Stafford goes out to the Rams and takes them to the Super Bowl, their second Super Bowl, the one that they win over the Bengals. And meanwhile, you know, here's Jared Goff. He's, you know, he's been to a Super Bowl, and he's just like Joe Barry said, he's leading that offense, man. You know, he's he's you know, he's connecting. He's he's moving the ball for them. Yeah. On the defensive side, Devondre Campbell. You know, how much have the Packers really missed this guy after they signed him to some big money? Well, it turns out that ankle injury that he had last year, we don't know much about because we haven't talked to Devondre Campbell, the inside linebacker, guy used to wear the radio helmet, uh, in almost a year. And I don't know why we're not more aggressive because at some point you can go to the team and say, okay, we require – that this guy comes out and talks to us. Yeah. The fact is he's been injured most of the time. And he's also, he's very, he said to himself yesterday to us, he's very introverted. And one of the things I wanted to ask about was a year ago, I happened to be at one of these shows that these players come on and, you know, talk to folks in a bar and stuff. And that hurricane Ian was bearing down in his hometown of Fort Myers. And we were all kind of watching the updates on the screen. And it's been a year since I really was able to come up to him and talk to him and say, whatever happened? Because he that night, he said, he was asked, have you ever been in a hurricane before? He goes, yeah, 2004, Charlie. It wiped out my folks' house, our house. He said, I was a kid, and I was looking at alligators swimming in the backyard. That's how high the water was. It was yeah. like up to the patio door, up to the patio door. So I said, whatever happened to that Ian? He goes, both my folks lost their homes lost their cars. They're just now sort of getting back on their feet. And so between him overcoming these high ankle sprains, ankle surgeries and all that, 
and he's still trying to get back in the field. And he's like, he said, I'm not supposed to be here. He's been so banged up. Yeah. And maybe it could have been career ending. So we talked to him about working with Quay Walker. He said, these guys are practically soulmates when they're on the field together. Repetition, you know, like with anything, it ain't his first time playing football. You know, he played at a, a big-time college program, won a national championship, so he knows how to play. It's just understanding that, you know, every single week is going against Alabama and LSU. You know, you ain't going against Northeast, West, Wisconsin Tech. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got no warm-up games. Every week is a gauntlet, so... You just got to be prepared and be a pro about it and understand that it's not going to always look pretty. You know, there's a lot of good players in this league. You just have to be consistent week in and week out. And even when you have a bad week, if you get another opportunity, if it's not the end of the season, you always get an opportunity to correct it. So you just take the learning lessons and just try to get better every week as the season goes. So Quay Walker against this Lions team, against their rushing attack, like will play an important role. And I love hearing this from Devondre Campbell. I, I can't get over the shade at other college programs in the state of Wisconsin. Did nobody tell Devondre Campbell, Mike, that the, the WIAC is the SEC of Division Three football? I think he <laughs> needs to be educated. Well, I had a guest on to talk about UWL in the D3 playoffs earlier. I'll, I'll forward him the audio. I'll, I'll send him the clip. Yeah. Well, anyway, those guys will have their hands full with uh, Jameer Gibbs, who you know, could really have some breakaway speed out of the backfield, mm-hmm. and David Montgomery, who, you know, he, he got his – Come back with that scoring that touchdown against the Bears. Of course, I never understand why the Bears let him out of their hands too. Also, here's a reminder: uh, you remember how ugly the last time the Packers were at Ford Field, a yes. fifteen and nine loss. Oh yeah, you lost Don Gary with the ACL on that carpet. Eric Stokes. Yeah, I saw Eric Stokes about a month after that game in a wheelchair. Yeah, Romeo Dobbs. They lost him in his rookie season five or six weeks with the way. You know, there was a whole wave of controversy about turf and everything after that game. So, again, I mean, one player told me, it feels like concrete. Yeah. It feels like concrete. Well, it basically is. It's it's, it's concrete with a sparkly carpet over it, basically. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a shiny carpet. Yeah, exactly. Can you hang around for one more segment, Mike? I can let you go, but if you have a couple more minutes, we can talk after this last break, too. I got a couple minutes, man. All right. All right. Awesome. Let's take a quick three-minute break. We'll come back, wrap things up with Mike Clemens. Thanks to the Bay Motel in Green Bay. Final segment of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Everywhere you look, from groceries to utilities to gas, prices keep going up. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin can dramatically help lower your energy costs year-round by replacing drafty windows and doors in as little as six weeks. And now you can save even more by taking advantage of no interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Bring the love of Wisconsin's outdoors in through the beauty and quality craftsmanship of Pella Windows and Doors. Whether you're updating or upgrading the look and comfort of your home, Pella has extensive lines of customizable options to meet your needs and your budget. Replacing drafty windows and doors can dramatically lower your energy costs. Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin offers some of the most energy efficient windows in the industry. 0% interest and no down payment for up to 36 months when you order by November 30th. Set your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. My mom is mac and cheese, um, honey baked ham, 
turkey. And then, like I always said, my grandma makes this like chocolate pudding mousse with like white cream frost on it with like a like a pecan crust at the bottom. Put it in the refrigerator for a day. It's all mine's. You <laughs> set it in here for half the right? Nah, nah, they ain't gonna get to me this year. I'm, hold, I'm keeping my weight down right now. <laughs> it's the Bill Michaels Show. That's Keyshawn Nixon talking about his ideal Thanksgiving. Mike Clemens is here, and Mike, I don't want to speak for you, but been covering football a long time this is this is your thing is your ideal thanksgiving spent in a press box you got to revel in this tomorrow a little bit at least i know you miss the food and the family but it's cool to be packers lions thanksgiving yeah it hasn't been often that the packers have played on thanksgiving and i i don't remember the last time i covered a thanksgiving game i know that uh i you know i've i've because there's sometimes i've covered on christmas weekends and yeah. Uh, New weekends, but Thanksgiving was the best chance for me to get together with the kids. So, I, you know, whatever. I knew ahead of time. I knew when the schedule came out, I let my family know. I was like, I got to go to this game in Detroit. I think Detroit is like 0-6 on Thanksgivings. Uh, and, and, and even though they've been doing this since 1934 in Detroit, having a football game on that day, a professional game. So, uh, Keyshawn Nixon. You know, he's growing as a as kind of a vocal leader, and part of that is because Rasul Douglas is gone. Yeah, and we covered, you know, at length. I mean, it was that was a shock. You what? <laughs> you know, Jair's been injured with his back injury, and you just traded away, you know, your number one corner, your number two, a guy you paid, you know, a leader that you need for all these young people. And I asked Goody, what's the, really the value of a third round pick? And he said a rookie contract, which meant I'm desperate. Yeah, I need to find a left tackle. You know, Bakhtiari's done. They're rotating left tackles now with Nyman and Rasheed Walker. I asked Adam Stenovich, offensive coordinator, what's the deal with the rotation? He said, competition. So it's still, like I said last night, it's like the endless summer training camp. Yeah. So then I asked I asked Keyshawn after, you know, some back and forth. Um, I said, look, you know, you guys actually got through the charges and Keenan uh, Allen and uh, – and, and Justin Herbert with two, three rookies back there, Valentine, Valentine on the corners, and Anthony Johnson, these late picks playing some safety. I said, let me ask you, how much have you missed Rasul Douglas since he got traded? I mean, with Sewell gone, uh, you can't replace nobody like Sewell. You know what I'm saying? You see, Sewell when he got two picks. Um, and I, I'm happy for Sewell. You know, he's gone. He's not here no with us no more, but – he got a chance to go be their number one corner over there and, and do what he do the rest of his career over there. And uh, here it's just young guys stepping up. You know what I'm saying? CV's a hell of a player, and he got a lot of some, some things to him that you can't teach or coach. You know what I'm saying? So he just got to keep finding that. And then Corey Ballantyne's been playing good too. You know, at the end of the day, like I said, this, this league, only way you can get good is you getting reps on the game, like in the game, on the field. Like practice is one thing, but when you're against somebody else making – a lot of money and a good player. That's the only way you get better in this league. Keyshawn Nixon is not a perfect defensive player by any stretch, but I think he acquits himself really nicely out there, Mike. I think he punches above his weight, uh, and that's been impressive. And I think, you know, kind of putting a bow around this Rasul Douglas trade, I think this has gone just about as well as Goody and, and anybody could have hoped. It, it shocks the locker room. It was sad, but players have moved on. They're happy for him, and they realize that the, the task is at hand. And, and, you know, we've seen, like, the Brewers, one hater. They never really got over it. It seems like the locker room has moved past it. They're focused on the task at hand, and and that, I think, is all that Goody could have hoped for when he made the deal. 
Yeah, at the end of the day, they must have felt really excited about what they were seeing on the practice field with Valentine. There, I know that there's – I think Mel Kuyper even said, I can't believe Valentine's still here in the seventh round. This guy is such a deal. And he's, and he's cocky, man. He's confident. He's shown speed. He made a big mistake the other day where he let number one go, Johnson, and that and then he ended up dropping what would have been a touchdown pass and yeah. gone ahead Chargers. But I think at the end of the day, it's like, okay, I got Valentine, I got Valentine, and guess what? That third round pick, I, you know, I got for Rasul. I'm going to get another quarter defensive back, you know, yeah. or I'm going to get myself a safety, and I'm going to get a guy that's going to be at the peak of his career, where speed is is a requirement for that secondary position, and will be a better team. I'm looking forward to this game tomorrow. Is there anybody that you're watching in particular, Mike? We got about 30 seconds. Give me your take. I'm watching Christian Watson. I, I want this week to be his week. What about you? Uh, oh, I just I just forgot his name. Alex Alzone. Oh, Alex Anzalone for the Lions? Yeah. Has anybody mentioned that his wife is due this week? Really? Oh, no. Yeah. So if you find out that he's a healthy scratch tomorrow – You'll know that the baby's on the way, that she's gone into labor. But, I, you know, I actually heard an interview with him talking about that like a month ago, and I made a little note about that, mental note, that uh, one of their best linebackers, the, the dude that looks like Thor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he was he was contemplating, like, God, I'm going to have to make this decision on Thanksgiving. And the host said, oh, you got to see your kid born. Come on. That's the thing, the types of things that you pay attention to, Mike. You've been prepping for this for weeks. You've had this circled. I appreciate you, Mike. And I say this kind of tongue-in-cheek to a lot of my callers. I am genuinely so thankful for you and all that you give this show and my show and into this network. So thank you for working through Thanksgiving. Enjoy the game tomorrow. We'll talk soon. You too, Grant. Talking to Bill on the post-game show tomorrow. Can't wait. Mike Clemens, safe travels to Detroit. Thanks to the Bay Motel for making it possible that he joins us so very often and, and giving him a spot up in Green Bay. Have an awesome Thanksgiving. The huddle tonight, 6-8, still on, still going down, even though it's the day before Thanksgiving. Have an awesome holiday. Time for us to go. Have a good one. Peace.